number two of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. This is the program where we take a look at the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives. And we do so with a focus on what we believe to be true and not what will necessarily make us popular, which is very obvious from the state of our careers, at least mine. (laughs) This hey, speak is for yourself. Uh, exactly. I, 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 I preface that. All right. Uh, so here's the deal. Um, this is our number two. We're going to continue with the uh, the news involving the race to the White House, which is uh, thankfully almost over. Only a few more weeks left to endure in all this. I have a few more thoughts on the issue of the allegations of abuse slash groping against Donald Trump, which I believe to be true, mostly because <laughs> He bragged about it, and he uh, effectively, I think, admitted it in his reaction in the way that he responded to these allegations. And also, in in that reaction, and and I realize that the news media has been obsessed with this issue since it broke Wednesday night. Uh, No no doubt about it. Not that I don't think it's relevant. It absolutely is relevant. But there's no question they've gone further with it than they would against the Democratic candidate or a candidate that they wanted oh, to Oh, they would have quashed it. I don't know if they would have quashed <laughs> it, but they, they certainly wouldn't have obsessed with it the way that they have. But here's one element that I think Trump has actually uh, gotten away far better than he deserved to. Because on Friday, Mike Pence went on national television and promised that by the end of the day, there would be evidence that would exonerate Donald Trump That's in, right. in at least some of these allegations. And well, at least one in particular. And we waited and we waited and we waited. And finally, late Friday afternoon, a newspaper article came out with a person who was alleged to have witnessed the airplane episode from like 30 years ago that occurred apparently in, or allegedly in first class. This is the woman, uh, the older woman that, that very strangely says that if he had just kept it up top, maybe she wouldn't have minded. <laughs> right. uh, he went down low, and she ended up having to leave first class. And so there's a, a man who comes forward who says, uh-uh, I saw this, <laughs> I remember this, and it didn't happen this way. Except <laughs> there's only a few problems. No, problem number one, uh, he doesn't live in the United States. He lives in England, Great Britain. Number two, he would have been uh, either 17 or 18 at the time for no apparent reason taking a flight in the United States in first class. And he has an incredibly storied history of making crap up in order to be in the news, including Uh the allegation that he was the pimp for members of parliament who were pedophiles to get young children. Now, When you think of when you think of the possible credible pedoph- evidence that's not happening, that's flat out laughable. That's it that, is that is beyond. But you know what? Look, that brings up a really good point though, because it really does seem like the investigation 
uh, into who is saying what only extends on Donald Trump's side. Like, these women, we don't know their history. Um, They're put forth as credible, and no one is digging because no one wants them to be uh, telling lies. All right? It's like the Ken Bone thing. Yeah. Um, However, no one is digging around on these women, but boy, they're going after well, wait a minute, Leah. what Donald Trump well, says. Well, hold on a second, Leah. Leah, the, the person that they, this is important to point out, this person came to the Trump campaign and they passed him on to the newspaper. So this didn't, it's not as if the Trump campaign, that's why the Trump campaign knew that this exculpatory evidence was coming out because they handed this person right. with, with their blessing to the newspaper. So anybody at the Trump campaign who really thought that that was a remotely, even, even in, the, in their wildest imaginations, remotely credible ex- exculpatory witness is on drugs. I mean, right. it's, it's completely insane. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is there I'm wondering if the same amount of investigation went into the women. Okay, okay, but there wasn't there need to be any investigation. This person's story crumbled on its face. It didn't even get past the laugh test. I mean, so I I get what you're saying. But they had to investigate. No, I mean they had to investigate. All it took was a Google search. It was a Google search. It happened online. In less than a half hour, this guy's entire story completely was was exposed as being ridiculous. And, of course, you know, to Donald Trump. All I know is what's on the Internet. So, therefore, it must be true. Uh, look, that, that, that witness is bogus. And, and Rudy Giuliani was forced on CNN with an interview with Jake Tapper this morning to try to pretend as if this guy was credible. Uh-oh. And uh, I mean, this is a former federal esteemed prosecutor claiming that this guy is credible and that somehow he believes his friend Donald Trump and he uh, inherently disbelieves all these women. But look, I want to emphasize, even though I believe these women are telling at least some truth and it's coming out of Donald Trump's own mouth, the way he has handled this uh, is terrible. Is, is why I think he is, is what further proves what I've been saying for months and months and months. He is uniquely unqualified to be president because when he is facing a crisis, his thought and his only thought is what is best for not just Donald Trump, but what's best for Donald Trump's ego at that moment. That's all that matters. That's or. <laughs> Or, like we have been saying for months, but laughing about it, uh, you know, and kind of joking that, oh my gosh, maybe we're on board with a conspiracy theory. I mean, seriously, he could not. The one line, and I should have pulled it from Saturday Night Live, the one line from their SNL skit last night over the debate that really just hit home was when the guy asked the question, what nice can you say about each other? And Hillary Clinton said, well, I would say he's very generous. He's just given me the presidency. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That is 100% right. Well, but for the record, even though I I have thought about it, and we 
we actually joked about this a year ago. Oh yeah, um, sure we did. But we were I, sh- we were we didn't know we were skeptical. I, I still don't believe that he is you know, in the whole plant theory or that he's trying to lose. It doesn't make full sense, even though he's clearly doing things that are. I, I will I will admit this, and many people have said the same thing. If he was trying to give her the presidency, there's not much he would do different than what That's he's right. been doing. But I believe That's right. but I believe the true motivation is when you when you break the code that is Donald Trump, what he does at any given moment is protect the ego. And it, and it doesn't even matter what that might do to him tomorrow. It's about what it will do to his ego today. Narcissist. And, exactly. And that is why I continue to use the phrase uniquely unqualified for the position because of all the qualities you want in a president. Forget about politics for a second. All right. Left, right, Supreme Court. Look, it, it dry. Nobody is going to be more furious than Antonin Scalia's replacement is going to be unnecessarily chosen by either Obama or by Hillary than me. I get it, folks. It's part of why I have fury at the people who helped nominate this this SOB who's going to hand her, as Saturday Night Live said, the presidency, okay? But, but that being said, forget about all the politics. From a personality standpoint, from a temperament perspective, this is like literally the worst quality you could possibly have as a president. To have your ego, your self-interest, your short-term self-interest of preserving that ego be at the top now, forget about being at the top. Be maybe your only real consideration. And let me just say one other thing about this before we go to break. And it is baffling to me, Leah, of all the things that have baffled me, and I've tried to study it now for a year, this phenomenon of the Trump fans' devotion to Donald Trump. And to me, there should be fury at, at least some of yeah. the some of these there Trump, is no, no there I, is I don't sense it of some no, Trump fans definitely. some Trump fans who who this guy has continually said trust me I will never let you down That's believe right. me I will never let you down I am in That's this right. for you the yep. little guy I'm your voice only I can make this right and let me take your money, your $10, your $5, your $20 of money that you really can't afford to get to me, give to me a alleged billionaire who has put relatively little money into his own damn campaign, who when faced with a crisis, when, when his election chances are on the line, does he do what is right for the campaign and for those people he claims he will never let down or does it he crumbles? Do- Right, exactly. Or does he, he do crumbles. what he or does he do what he thinks is best for himself in that yeah, but, moment? I mean, what it, makes him feel better about himself? But that's what not. Donald I Trump mean, does. That's it's not best for himself to do that. I'm talking <laughs> about in the moment. He's not very smart about figuring out what's best for himself, Leah. I'm talking about in the moment. What feels good, whether it's grabbing a woman by the vagina or whether it's mocking a woman's uh, looks because he doesn't want people to think that he he may have groped a six or a seven instead of a nine or a ten. That's the way he works. That's who this person is. He, forget about president, he's not even qualified to be human. He's not a human being. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. It's late at night. We don't need to be screaming. We get it. Fair enough. All what right, you well. don't understand is the Donald Trump supporters, they know that he was not perfect. <sighs> they know he's not presidential material. They just want someone to scream at the Republicans. And I get the anger. That's all. I get the anger, but it's a misplaced temper tantrum that's going to cost us dearly. We're just determining how much it's going to cost us with the results of this election. When we come back, I will tell the story of what happened today at a family event where this issue came up. And then we'll move on to the WikiLeaks revelations and a whole bunch more right here on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. So real quick, I was at an event hosted by my wife's uh, parents for a birthday and for us to announce that uh, we're going to have a second child in, in April. And I got into a conversation with two guys about my age, both well-educated. Neither one is what I would call a, a hardcore Republican. In fact, one of them's a Hollywood guy who I've always felt, you know, was obviously like most Hollywood guys, more to the left. Both of these guys, Leah Brandon, I'm almost positive, voted for Obama in 2008, right? Okay. And we started talking about the Trump groping thing. And um, both both of them did not believe the women. Yeah. Both of them did not believe the women. And both of them were clearly thinking that this is irrelevant and that they were going to vote for Trump anyway. And I was just so flabbergasted. And so, and one of them made the argument, I love this, that Hillary feels as if she's above the law, and therefore I can't possibly vote for her, so I'm going to vote for Trump. I said, that's fine. I agree with you that Hillary thinks that she's above the law, but you're going to vote for a guy who thinks he's above humanity. He thinks that he can grope a woman and I use the P word uh, because he's a star and that doesn't bother you at all. And, and this is a guy, both of them, by the way, have daughters. Both of these guys have daughters and that doesn't bother them all. Well, here's the funny part that happened. Both of them got enraged that I had used the P word in front of children. And my response was, wait a minute. This is a guy you want to be president this doesn't bother you at all for him to be president, but you're pissed at me because I quoted him? Seriously? And it, it almost Did got... Did really use the P word in front of children? <laughs> oh, my God. Do, do, do we not see the hypocrisy here? Uh, look, we uh, would. Uh, he would never say that word how do we know to that? an audience. How do we I know? mean, this was, an, this was a private no, conversation. No, no, it was not. He was yes, Mike. Yes, it was. He look, was but people Mike forget up. that they're he wearing was, the mic. Oh, no, Leah. It happens a, he's, all Leah, the Leah, time. He's in a public situation on right, a but job. but you don't think well, that it's on and recording up. the whole time. No, no. This was not locker room. This was mic'd up on a job situation where he's promoting The Apprentice in a professional circumstance. All right, that's fine, but still you don't say the P word in front of children. So I'm the bad guy. Amazing. 
I mean, would you say Trump, the F-bomb in Tr- front of them? Trump, <laughs> Trumpism is a hell of a disease, I'll tell you that. All right, WikiLeaks when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. If you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, among other things you can find there are all the columns that I wrote this week for them for the news criticism website Mediate. And one of them I want to direct you to because it deals directly with uh, how Donald Trump handled these uh, sex abuse allegations and specifically one of the charges that he made, which we didn't have even time to get into, Leah, which is that he's being targeted as part of a massive conspiracy of the news media and the banks in order right. to bring him down. It's it. I Just go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, check out the column that I wrote, because it's ludicrous even by Trump standards, and I completely destroy... Uh, what he was trying to to put out there, and and what he was trying to do, he, he knows it's ridiculous. It's it's basically him, Donald Trump of all people, claiming a media and bank conspiracy. Keep in mind, the media made Donald Trump throughout his whole career, especially during the primaries, and the banks saved his ass, as I I have talked about numerous times in the past in the early '90s. My father was a small part of this. For him to claim a bank media conspiracy is much like. O.J. Simpson blaming his arrest on double murder on a conspiracy between the National Football League and the major knife manufacturers. That's how insanely absurd that allegation is. Check out the column at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Now, while the news media has been understandably, although excessively obsessed with the whole Groper allegations that came out this week, a lot of conservatives have been screaming, what about WikiLeaks? What about WikiLeaks? Including Trump himself. So, Leah Brandon, what about WikiLeaks? Tell us what we learned this week that (laughs) may not have gotten as much attention from the news media as it should have. Okay, well, sorting through WikiLeaks is a chore and a half. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of why it hasn't had the impact that it could have if Julian Assange had just taken a moment and dumped 30 or so documents. Uh. I mean, what I have seen so far, there's really no smoking gun per se. Um, And you kind of have to put it all together. Basically, what we find is a campaign and a former secretary of state department that is cynical, corrupt, and in bed with the media. Now, we find that Donna Brazil, who's now the head of the DNC, coincidentally, Gave Hillary Clinton one of the questions that was going to be asked uh, at a town hall because they thought it would give her, quote, pause. We now know that Hillary's campaign uh, was very worried about her health. What is wrong with her? We still don't specifically know. But their biggest concern seemed to be her health and the media find out who is uh, uh, the media finding out who is funding her campaign. Um, We also found out Hillary wants open borders and global trade. At least that's what she told some South American banking company while giving one of those high-paid speeches. 
She tells Wall Street bankers that she has to have a public and a private position. We know that they were terrified of Marco Rubio and worried about Jeb Bush as far as being the candidates that the Republicans would choose. It seems that they basically hate Catholics and they want a Catholic spring to happen. Uh, they There is one that was kind of interesting to me, although, again, not a smoking gun, uh, but in one document, it basically shows a Wall Street bank naming a cabinet for Barack Obama. It includes Eric Holder, Janet Napolitano. It is kind of odd uh, that a bunch of the names that are on the list actually ended up being appointed. Now, the documents do show a plan for the department not to turn over the Barack and Hillary emails to the House committee when they were subpoenaed. But the most frustrating thing by far about researching WikiLeaks is that there are dozens, possibly hundreds of fake WikiLeaks documents floating around online. Mm -hmm. And who has the time to sort through this crap? I don't. Well, Leah, that's a a really, I think, a very accurate and uh, well-rounded analysis of what we found out this week. And I I applaud you for that. Um, let, let, Let me give you some of my thoughts. My first thought is I'm thinking about this week, which really there were only two stories. There was the big story of the abuse uh, alleged against Trump, and then there was the the issue that the media found far too complex and not really in their self-interest to to get too deeply into, which is the whole WikiLeaks situation. I thought it rather odd, and maybe you you could uh, appreciate this way of looking at it. This presidential campaign has now come down to sex abuse allegations against a guy who doesn't do email— and email allegations against a woman who doesn't do sex. How about that? I mean, that's really how how bizarre is it in 2016 that we've now got a race between a guy who doesn't do email but is accused of all these sex abuse allegations and a woman who's accused of all these email allegations and who clearly doesn't do sex. Uh, but, but digressing for a moment and being a little bit more serious, I agree with you that that one of the problems here is that it's too detailed and too complex. Another, it's too much. Another, <laughs> another. Well, you know, it's funny in a ha ha weird sort of way, and we don't know for sure when WikiLeaks got all this, all these hacked right. emails. And let, by the way, I, I say this every time because conservatives, we've lost our minds so much in a desperate attempt to protect Donald Trump, that we will take anything that attacks Hillary Clinton. There was a time when conservatives thought that WikiLeaks was a bad thing, all right? There was a time yes. when, we thought, when we thought that it was illegal and that we shouldn't be uh, promoting illegal activity. But I guess that's pre-Trump. But with that said, what's really interesting, and I haven't heard anybody you know, of a major voice mention this, and I'm curious what you think. If Let's pretend WikiLeaks had most of this stuff back during the Democratic primary. Folks, folks, in all seriousness, if they had all this back then and they had known what they were doing and they understood the difference between a primary election and a general election, which which clearly WikiLeaks does not. Nor do they understand the media here. No, they don't. No, it's got to be super simple. It's got to be on a silver platter. And it, you know, that's what, what did I, what have I been half jokingly saying for a year? 
unless they've got Hillary dissing Beyonce, Taylor Swift, or Katy Perry, or saying the N-word, none of this is going to have major impact because that's the only thing that will get the media to sink their teeth into it. Oh, my gosh, she dissed Beyonce. That's ratings. So, right. so anything else, you're forcing them to go to the dentist. And they don't want to go to the dentist, especially when they got this shiny object over here. Oh, my God, Donald Trump roping allegations. So, right. so there's, no, there's no contest there. More to, back to my point about WikiLeaks. If they understood, assuming they had this all, all this information, let's say back in February or March, if they had all this and they had dumped it properly, in yes. all seriousness, yes. and this is scary to me, we would be looking down the barrel right now of a Bernie Sanders presidency. There's no question. There's no question. And, you know, especially about the health thing. Uh, I don't know exactly what that is, but they did not want to ask. They were going to put out the health records of her, her doctor, first because they were worried about Bernie Sanders asking about her health. Well, I I, I don't know whether or not the health, because I think she's perfectly healthy. And I and I correctly predicted after her collapse on 9-11 that she would look great in the next two debates from a health perspective, and she did. But let me tell you why I think that the timing of this is all off. When I look at some of the WikiLeaks, I actually feel better about Hillary Clinton. And in, and I think to a general election audience, some some moderate voters might feel the same way. Not that I'm a moderate, but I'm I'm just thinking, oh my God, maybe she's not as bad as Barack Obama. Let me give you a perfect example. It, it came out in the last day or two that she doesn't really believe in a fifteen dollar minimum wage. She's basically lying about that publicly. And I actually saw on you know hotairs.com is one of my favorite was one of my favorite conservative blogs before they got a little bit of the Trump disease. And, and they actually wrote about how this shows what a duplicitous hypocrite Hillary is. Isn't this good news? <laughs> that, that the real Hillary really isn't the massive socialist that we've painted her to be? And it's not well, just... Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm not so sure. I mean, listen, she... There's no... The immigration issue for me. Right. You know that's number one. Right. She is beyond socialist with that. Uh, see... <laughs> And I know exactly what you're referring to. We actually talked about this last week. And and frankly, the verbiage that she used in that speech is almost exactly the verbiage Donald Trump used in a 2013 CNN column that he wrote. So, Correct. However, you know, I look at that and go, okay, in 2013, we did not have what Hillary Clinton has created in Syria— and have all these refugees overrunning everything. Back then, maybe, I'm not Open Borders fan, maybe I could see where somebody, if they're just coming at it from a dollars and cents, could do that. But now, with the refugees, Donald Trump does not believe that, or at least he says he doesn't, and she is doubling down. So that's how I differentiate the two. I guess part of um, my reaction to WikiLeaks has always been a little bit of amazement about, is this all there is? Because frankly, in in this particular case, when they have this many emails from this many high-level people this close to Hillary Clinton, 
if there were massive scandals, I mean, real, I mean, I'm not just talking about smoke. I'm talking about fire. As you say, smoking gun. If there was real fire, we would know about it by now. I mean, I referenced this in a lot of different cases. I referenced you know, the Penn State situation as my touchstone because it's been such a big part of my life for the last four and a half years. But after four and a half years, if, if the media's narrative was true, there would be massive amounts of evidence by now, and yet there's nothing. Well, similarly, the absence of evidence here, to me, is rather striking because we should... You see where I'm going with this? I mean, my God, well, but, we but, have their emails and we still can't find anything massively scandalous. Well, I mean, I disagree. If you look at everything, this is a department that is only concerned about covering up everything. But that's what politics does. I, I Listen, I, I don't think in George Bush's cabinet that there were people avoiding subpoenas by destroying personal servers and Blackberries. I don't think, I think this has gone so far that, that what WikiLeaks exposes is a complete rot of our government. I agree with that, but maybe I'm just so cynical that that's what I expect. And so, I haven't seen anything, even by the way, on the quid pro quo and the pay for play business. I haven't even seen a, a full smoking gun on that. I've seen some smoke, but I, I've not seen proof of anybody actually getting a position directly because and only because of money they gave to, say, the Clinton Foundation or what have you. When we come back, because we're way past break, when we come back, I want to talk about how the conservative media has handled WikiLeaks and, and why it is that I think we have lost so much credibility on behalf of a, of a liberal con man fraud that it's just so pathetic. When we come back on the John and Leah show. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Leah, as you well know, the uh, the group of people for whom I have the greatest amount of disdain in this entire election fiasco are the leaders of the uh, so-called conservative media cabal, as I <laughs> refer to them, uh, led by, for instance, Matt Drudge, uh, who uh, we very early on, and I will, you know, I think we should... Definitely take credit for this. We we sensed it before anybody else did that Drudge had dumped Scott Walker and was on the Trump train and that this was going to cause huge problems going forward. And boy, did it ever because this disease spread to people like Sean Hannity and other previously respected conservative talk show hosts and Breitbart.com went as deep into the tank as you possibly can to the point where their their head is now the CEO of Trump's campaign, literally. It's just, it's sickening. I mean, Drudge Report used to be my number one source of news. If it was on Drudge, right. you could pretty much count on it 99%. Right. Uh, and now, I, I haven't gone there in a year. It's It's gotten worse. It's gotten so much worse. And, and what I'm referring to is that one of the things that happened this week in response to WikiLeaks is that 
Drudge linked to a, you know, a, basically a one guy blog out of St. Louis that he links to all the time because this guy is as on the Trump train as anybody could possibly be because I'm sure he's addicted like crack cocaine to the traffic that he gets every time the Drudge links right. to him. Exactly. And, and he linked to this bombshell in the WikiLeaks emails. Hillary says that she hates everyday Americans. Now that's that's pretty bombshellish. Wow. We got Hillary in an email saying that she hates everyday Americans. That would be big. And by the way, this wasn't just like a link on the Drudge Report. This was the headline on the Drudge Report and lots of other news uh, I use that term loosely now. Uh, news media on the conservative side picked it up. Well, it would have only That's t- not exactly what she said. It's not even close to what she said. <laughs> here's here's the real here's the real story. This wasn't even an email from Hillary. Number one, number as most of these emails are not. Number two, uh, this is an email where I believe it's Podesta is saying to an aide that Hillary hates the phrase "everyday Americans" and that we need to come up with a new one for her speeches. Now, that's completely different it's, it's a thousand and any imbecile could could see that it's obvious i mean my my four-year-old daughter when she gets to read it would be able to figure out immediately uh, that this was not hillary clinton saying i hate everyday americans and yet this was at the number one most influential source on the internet of the entire conservative movement by the way one of the not just the conservative movement drudge is like the third or fourth most traffic website period and, yeah. and and this is this crap was leading for an, almost a full day. All I know is what's on the internet. And and, and it was flat out false. And then I and then later in the week, there was another example. This didn't get quite as much play, where Hillary, the email supposedly said from WikiLeaks that her people were admitting that she herself had deleted her own emails. And then when you actually read the email you realize that what was said was a list of of possible questions that they might get from the media or Republicans that they were theorizing about how to respond to. Now, but Hillary Clinton is not capable of deleting her own emails. Okay, I but but my, Lee, I get that. But my point is my point is larger. You know. You and I okay. used to, Drudge you, Report's gone around the bed. We uh, know this. No, no, but hold on. It's, it's more than just Drudge. It, it, you know, Hannity is is right there with him, and and yeah. others and others are being infected. But but you know, Leah, you and I used to always say, all the way back in our days at KFI in Los Angeles, liberals and the media will always, 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 always overplay their hand. They always yes. do it, and now we have become just as bad, and in some ways worse than they are, and we've done it in defense. Of a guy who's not even one of us. Who might- I don't even think. I, I don't I, look. I, I think Trump at this point for the Trumpsters. It's not about him. Okay, I got it. But it, he could be anybody. Eh. They're just fighting back. They're sick of okay. it, okay. and so they're going to take up for whoever that right. guy is. I think okay. there's some of They're that. They're not worshiping him. Uh, that he is the uh, person that is the stand-in. Because you know what? Mm. He is the only guy we've had for eight 
or even 12 years that would fight back against yeah. some and, of this and, absurd and, crap. And who's and how's that going to work out from an electoral college standpoint? Look, but, but, you know but, what? But, they're they're not thinking about that. Oh, they they're should just have been angry. I get it, and it's rage, and it's it's mindless, and it's not productive. But by the way, there's going to be a repercussion for this because just tonight, speaking of Drudge and the nut job conspiracy people, is one of the other crazies that Drudge links to all the time now is Alex Jones, the 9-11 truth or conspiracy guy. And the Clinton campaign, you can see it on my Twitter feed, on my Facebook page, the Clinton campaign is out with the most devastating web ad I have ever seen connecting Donald Trump to Alex Jones and anybody who's not a conspiracy nut and who watches that and votes for Donald Trump... I'm sorry. There, there's no way. It's not possible. By the way, so we'll talk about the state of the race when we come back in hour number three of the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.